0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's, thank you. It is so good to be back. I very, very much appreciate your prayers. Uh, our family is doing much better, feeling much better. Um, I am so thankful that uh, even though it was really difficult for my wife and I, we had pretty severe symptoms. My daughter, who also tested positive, kind of got over it in about three days, and it was really quick and very mild, and I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's a lot harder to see your kids go through something than to go through it yourself, so I was very thankful. And my son quarantined in a bedroom and somehow survived without testing positive, so I was like, I don't know how he did it. Let's have the strongest immune system of all of us. But it's so good to be back with all of you to worship together today. Um, for those of you who are San Francisco Giants fans... I'm sorry, my Minnesota Aww. Twins have now taken two out of three from you, but there's still a game to play today, so who knows? Anything can happen. Go Giants. Go Giants, right? Okay. Go Twins. we will have a fun rivalry here at church today, but uh, it was it was fun and interesting. Total side note story that has nothing to do with Sunday worship. I'm watching the first game of the three, and there are two announcers. I don't get to see my Minnesota Twins play on TV very often because I'm here in the Bay Area. Well, these are the Bay Area announcers, and for three innings, they spent three whole innings of a baseball game talking about the Minnesota State Fair and not the baseball game. I thought that was pretty funny, but it is a very popular state fair, so it's pretty cool. All that to say, it's good to be with all of you and to join the worship together today. We're going to begin our service of worship with a hymn. Before we do... Uh, On the table in the back, I just want to make sure that you're aware, we have a resident from the CARE Center who uh, shared a a very powerful testimony story uh, with our ministry team, and uh, she and Danielle worked on writing up her testimony, Uh, and as I read it, I thought, this is a fabulous story that you should all be able to read. Uh, It's too long to read out loud in our service. But there are copies of that testimony on the table in the back. So, when you leave, if you would like a copy, you can take a copy of that story with you. Um, once again, it's from one of our residents in the care center. has a really cool testimony story that she wanted to share with all of you. So, feel free to take a copy of that on our way out. Our first hymn this morning is Love Divine, All Loves Excelling." Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Creator God, you call us to hospitality, to give as generously to others as you have given to us. Loving God, you call us to give you glory in the compassion we show to one another. We gather as one body, seeking to walk in the way you have set for us. We We gather as one body to worship the one who is loved. O God, you resist those who are proud, and give grace to those who are humble. Give us the humility of your Son, that we may embody the generosity of Jesus Christ, Our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now for our first reading from Proverbs 25. We just prayed about being humble, and we all know the stories that Jesus told to. Uh, encourage us in that way. He talked about going to a wedding and not sitting at the head table because maybe the bridegroom will come and move you, but it would be better to await uh, and be called. So uh, these words that he's paraphrasing in some of his messages really are another way of expressing the first lesson today. Proverbs 25, 6, and 7. Do not put yourself forward in the king's present or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, come up here, than to put lower in the presence of a noble. The word of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Psalm 112, our Psalms lectionary reading for today, read responsibly. Praise the Lord! Happy are those who fear the Lord, who greatly delight in his commandments. Their
1: descendants will be mighty in the land. land. The generation of the upright will be blessed.
0: Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. They, they rise in the darkness, and darkness as the and light of the upright. They are, they are
1: gracious, and merciful, and, upright, and righteous.
0: It is well with those who deal generously and lend, who conduct their affairs with justice. For the, the righteous will never be moved. They,
1: will they will be moved forever. forever.
0: They are not afraid of evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their
1: hearts are they will not be afraid. In the end,
0: They have distributed freely, they have given to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever, their horn is exalted in honor. And now for our second reading from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews.
2: Uh, 13, 1 through 8, and 15 to 16. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers.
1: Keep your lives free from the love of money,
2: and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that confess his name do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God the word of the lord, Praise Praise to you, lord Christ. Christ.
0: the holy gospel according to luke the 14th chapter On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. The gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise you, Lord. God. God. And now we're going to sing a hymn. Blessed are the pure in heart. We will be doing two verses before the sermon and two verses following the sermon. <laughs> I confess, I've never heard that hymn before. <laughs> However, we will still sing one more verse following the sermon. We all learn something every day, day, don't way. There's a well-known quote that I have heard many times before that goes like this. Maybe you've heard this before yourself. Actions speak louder than words. I'm sure many of us have heard this before. It isn't that our words don't matter or that they aren't powerful, because they most certainly are. But the truth of the matter is that what we do says quite a lot about what we believe is most important. That's where this phrase, actions speak louder than words, comes from. From seeing the power of action. Every action has a message. Every action preaches. St. Francis of Assisi is credited with another powerful line that goes like this. Preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. Francis meant that our lives are a sermon. Maybe you've never thought of it that way, but how we live is a testament to our most core beliefs. Maybe it's the most important testament to our beliefs. One of our lectionary texts for today came from the New Testament letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13. I want to walk through three lines in particular from this passage, all of which illuminate the concept that actions are the bedrock of our belief. The first line of Hebrews 13 said, let mutual love continue. The author is assuming the readers know that mutual love is a key practice of Christian community. Notice that the author didn't say, it's time for you all to start loving each other, or this is the first time I'm telling you to love each other. No, the author says, let mutual love continue, meaning this is something they have heard before. They already know that mutual love is a key component of Christian community. The author is encouraging them to continue in mutual love and support of one another. So what is mutual love? Well, first things first, I need to point out that love is far more than just a warm, fuzzy feeling that we have for our brothers and sisters in faith. Love is not simply thinking positively about your neighbor. Love is how you treat people. Love is how we act toward our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as well as everyone else even people we encounter who are not Christians or who don't think or believe the same things that we do. We are called to love all of them. And this love is an action, which means we are called to respect them, bless them, listen to them, treat them as human beings created in the image of God. See, it's easy sometimes to think, oh yeah, I can can love God and love my neighbors as myself. That's the great commandment. I think positively about them all the time. But what about when we talk to them? When we interact with them? When we're living alongside them? How do we treat them? How do we act toward them? These, my friends, are tough questions that come up from the great commandment that Jesus gives his disciples to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's entirely about how we act toward other people. There's much that can be said more about mutual love, how we treat people, but the second verse of chapter 13 goes on to specifically address how we treat strangers. Hebrews 13, chapter chapter 13, verse 2, says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now, this is getting even more challenging. It was a common practice in the Jewish culture of the day, when Hebrews was written, to offer hospitality to people, even people you didn't really know. There were a host of cultural practices and beliefs around helping people, even people who weren't your friends or families or neighbors. Now, this may seem quite foreign to us because we live in a culture that tends to look at strangers with suspicion. We're not likely to strike up a conversation with a total stranger, necessarily, and we don't have cultural practices that elevate the care of strangers that we meet. But the author of Hebrews says something really jaw-dropping. Really jaw-dropping. The author said we are not to neglect to entertain strangers because some people have done that and offered hospitality to angels without even knowing it. That's pretty amazing, right? It even is kind of crazy when you think about it. It's possible to help or serve a stranger and unintentionally help and serve an angel. I find this absolutely fascinating. There are stories in Scripture that seem to show this in practice. For example, there's a story in the Old Testament book of Genesis Where three strangers arrive at Abraham's tent, and he immediately gets up and offers to feed and shelter them for a while. He has people prepare food and bring water, and he serves them. And the text is clear, he's never met these three people before. Yet he offers them tremendous generosity and hospitality. Some people read this story in the Old Testament, and they think that Abraham is entertaining the Trinity, because there's three characters, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Others think it's three angels. Others think it could just be three ordinary folks sent by God to bring Abraham a message, because later in the story, they give a message to Abraham from God. Regardless, they are strangers to him, and he blesses them. Now, later in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, we read this. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. One of the key messages of this passage is that our actions are at the heart of our faith. We are called to act. Belief is not limited to what we say we believe in our heads. Belief is proven in our actions. So in order to truly say that we are living out the great commandment to love God and love others as ourselves, we have work to do. One of the simplest ways that I can invite you to this work is by a a simple daily prayer to begin every day of your week. You can pray this very simple prayer. Lord, help me to love you, love others, and love myself. You're just asking God to help you do the great commandment. You can pray this every morning when you wake up. Now, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't sound too difficult, right? I can pray a simple prayer like that each day. But here's the thing. When we pray a prayer like this, God is going to give you opportunities to practice. If we pray for God to help us love others, God's going to put others in our path to love. Does that make sense? You get opportunities to do what God what you ask God for. Some of us might be tempted to pray this prayer, go about our day as if the work is done. I did it. I prayed the prayer. I'm going to go on with my day. That's just the first step in the work. There will come opportunities in days you pray this prayer for you to bless someone. There will come opportunities for you to listen to someone. There will be opportunities for you to encourage, uplift, help, support, other people. And likely there will be times where you interact with someone and it doesn't feel good. And yet, that's also an opportunity to love. That's where it gets more difficult. When we pray to love people as God commanded commanded us to, sometimes loving those people is difficult. So, your invitation is very simple. To pray this prayer this week and then After you've prayed this prayer, pay attention to the opportunities to live out what you prayed. Reflect on those opportunities when they come. Learn from them. Write them down in a journal. Share them with friends. I prayed the prayer, and then at two in the afternoon I had to deal with this person. And God helped me. God gave me patience. God gave me love for that person, even though it was difficult. So sometimes... You pray this prayer, you follow up on it, and then you have testimony to share with others. (coughs) God has so much to teach us about what love looks like. And we, as students of God, as followers of Jesus, we get to be students of love. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. We're going to continue our service with our next verse of this hymn. I think, yeah, I only have one. We're just gonna do one verse, the third. just the third verse. The third verse. Yeah. Yeah. you will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins,
1: the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And
0: now to receive our offering. have, and all that we are, that we may praise you, not with our words only, but with our whole lives. Amen. As we come to the time of the prayers of the congregation, I recognize that when we gather for worship, we don't always come as happy, bubbly, joy-filled people. Sometimes we come bearing great burdens. Sometimes we come carrying heavy grief. Sometimes we come in great need. That's what this space is for. And so as we lift up some prayers of the congregation, I just want to recognize that fact and invite you, if this morning, as you gather with us in worship, you'd like us to pray for something, something that weighs heavy on your heart, mind, and soul, either for yourself or for someone else, then I invite you to indicate that at this time by raising your hand. Okay, let us pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you don't expect us to come to worship perfect or complete or whole or always filled with joy. You expect us to just come as we are. You expect us to join together in worship, bringing whatever it is that we we bring from our past week or from the past season of life. We thank you, Lord, that you receive us. You receive us every time we gather just as the father in the parable of the prodigal son received his son, his son home with a warm embrace and celebration, that's how you receive us every single time, no matter what we bring, no matter what we've gone through. And so, Lord, those of us who've raised our hands here today, we represent numerous prayer requests, challenges, experiences, griefs, heartache. Lord, we lift these up to you, we entrust them to your care. We thank you that you hear every single one of our prayers. No prayer is lost on you. And so together, we pray as a community, as brothers and sisters in faith, that you would hear our prayers, that you fill us with faith, that you fill us with hope, that you fill us with love. Help us to experience your presence, your reassurance, your Holy Spirit wrapping arms around us to know that you are near. We thank you, Lord. That you hear our prayers. So we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. And now I invite you to join me in praying the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now for our final hymn Abide with us, our Savior. make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thank you, God. of <laughs> the